Did you know that the founder of Wikipedia is a Southerner? Founder Jimmy Wells is a native Alabamian from the city of Huntsville. Welcome to the Lore of the South. South. Hey y'all, welcome back to Lore of the South. This is going to be a Southern quickie. We've had some technical difficulties here in the cruise house. Our Mac desktop went down and that's what producer Mike uses to edit these podcasts. Well, I use my MacBook to write and record them. So we've been juggling one lone laptop back and forth. Hopefully the desktop will be back up and running before y'all even hear this. But those difficulties inspired this episode. We're going to cover a few Southern cursed places and objects. Number one, the cursed mirror of the Myrtles Plantation. There are claims that the spirits of Sarah Woodruff and those of her two daughters are trapped within the panes of glass after they were poisoned to death by a vengeful slave. Photos of the mirror show odd distorted faces in the reflection. Number two, the lost colony of Roanoke. Roanoke Island was first settled by the English in 1585 by approximately 108 settlers led by Ralph Lane. This attempt failed. Its failure was blamed on lack of supplies and the poor relationship between the local natives and the colonists. In 1587, John White made landfall on the same island, along with his shipload of settlers. They numbered between 112 and 121. This second attempt at the Roanoke settlement was plagued with the same issues as the first, lack of supplies and hostile natives. A decision was made for White to return to England and bring back with him the supplies that the struggling colony so needed. He set sail in 1588. Once he returned to England, he found her in the throes of the Spanish-Anglo War. This war with Spain delayed his ability to sail back to his colony for two more years. In 1590, John White set foot on Roanoke Island once again. He found the town fortified but completely devoid of its inhabitants. He and his party searched the island all over, and the only message that could be found was a single word carved into the trunk of a tree. That word was Croatan. It's been long debated what that word meant. Was it referring to a native tribe? Or perhaps a nearby island? To this day, it's not clear what happened to those lost colonists. Number 3. Robert the Doll, Key West, Florida Robert the doll was the prized possession of Robert Eugene Otto. The doll had been a gift from his grandfather in 1904. Eugene began calling the doll by his own first name, Robert. He also would blame the doll for any misdoing that might happen in the home. Once Eugene was grown, he still had a bit of an obsession with the doll. Eugene's wife banned the doll to the attic. Where passing school children on the street below would swear they could see Robert the doll peering down at them from the attic window. Housekeeping staff also claimed at times they could hear the running of his little feet from the attic above. After Eugene and his wife passed in the mid-70s, the house and Robert changed hands a couple of times before the doll was donated to the East Martello Museum. If you visit Robert in his Key West Museum home, Remember to be polite to him and always ask permission before you take his picture, or you might be going home with more than a sunburn from the Florida sun. You might be carrying a curse home in your carry-on. Number 4. Aunt Julia Brown, Frenier, Louisiana. 
Aunt Julia was a well-known hoodoo priestess in her small swampland community. Frenier had no town doctor, so Aunt Julia took the post as the town's healer. She was known to sit on her front porch and strum a guitar and make up spooky little songs, some of which seemed to foretell the future. As she grew older and less revered by her community, they say she became vengeful, and one of her songs predicted the demise of the small town. She sat on her porch and sang a song that went like this. When I die, I take the whole town. September 19, 1915. Aunt Julia passed away, and the whole town gathered to bury the aged priestess. As they lowered her coffin, hellacious winds and rain started lashing the funeral goers. A massive hurricane was blowing its way across Louisiana. It completely destroyed the town of Frenier, killing nearly all of its inhabitants. Number 5. South Carolina's Cursed Tea Plantations Tea plants were first grown in the U.S. in 1799. They were imported by French botanist Francois Michoud. In 1848, Dr. Junius Smith tried to cultivate a tea crop and make it commercially profitable. It looked like Dr. Smith was going to make a success of it until he was murdered in 1853 by unknown intruders. The next commercial attempt came in 1874 by Dr. Alexis Forster. Again, it looked like tea farming might become a profitable enterprise. Then, just a couple of years later, Forster was killed when his buggy overturned as he attempted to outrun a gang of bandits. About 10 years later, Dr. Shepard took up the reins of tea production. He was well known for his oolong. It even took first place in the 1904 World's Fair. His business seemed to be the picture of success until he died in 1915 and his tea empire folded. The last pair to succumb to the cursed tea plantations was a man by the name of Colonel Augustus Tyler along with his business partner, Major Roswell Trimble, got into the tea trade in the early 1900s, and they looked to be off to a good start. Then Tyler passed away in 1903, and the business was kaput by 1907. It wasn't until the 1960s that anyone was able to have a lasting hold in the growing of tea in South Carolina. Was it a curse? Just bad luck? Or maybe there's a secret tea cartel that didn't want America to have its hand in the tea game? Y'all be the judge. And I hope y'all enjoyed this Southern Quickie. Now it's time for my side notes. So I did a deep dive on the Myrtles Plantation. I thought I knew all there was to know about that famous haunted location. Nope. I learned that the whole story about the vengeful slave Chloe is completely unfounded. There's no proof that Chloe ever existed which wouldn't really be unheard of about a slave. Um, the best records weren't always kept. They were property, not humans. So their names weren't always recorded. But we do know these facts about Sarah Woodruff and her daughters. The three were never poisoned. Sarah and her daughter Cornelia both died from yellow fever and the other daughter, Mary Octavia, survived and lived well into adulthood. So if that mirror is cursed, and is holding on to spirits, it's not those of poisoned children. And hopefully, we will be back up and running with the Mac soon, and y'all will have a full episode to look forward to. Don't forget to leave those reviews. They really do help. Five stars and some nice words would be great. 
first 10 listeners to email me a screen grab and their address will receive a Lore of the South fridge magnet. Send your email to loreofthesouth at gmail.com. Also, always look for us on social media. Y'all know I always post pictures to go along with each of these stories. Thanks for joining me, and we'll talk to y'all later on Lore of the South.